I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. How are you doing? Hope you are all good. I'm in I'm in a very good mood today again. You're probably sick of us saying that actually. I'm so, I'm sorry if you're not. I'm recording this again on a day I dropped Lily off. That's not why I'm in a good mood, but you know, it's nice to nice to get all the things done around the house. So what have I done? So I, I dropped Lily off at Wendy's, went to the gym, kind of mixed it up at the gym. The day was fun. I went and did a 5k run. I tried to do interval sprints, but I just I couldn't. It wasn't in us. You know when you just your legs aren't playing ball or anything. But then I felt guilty, so I didn't want to I didn't want to like just do weights. So I didn't want to sit and do weights. So I went to the functional bit and I did burpees. So I did I did 100 burpees, so sets of 20. And then in between I had the big long weight. It's like a big long bar with two handles. And so I just picked it up and then, and you like you curl it to your chest and then push it up over your head so I did like 100 of them as well so I did 20 burpees 20 of them have a break and then carry on so so yes I was not up for any of that but I've done it now and I'll stop talking about it because I know it's boring as fuck but the reason I told I told you about the gym again is because I'm sounding really weird today as well I've got my headphones in but I've got a blocked ear I've been getting shit off Sophie for for sleeping through the night when Lily's kicking off apparently I'm just sleeping like a baby it's because I sleep on my left side and my whole right ear is just blocked. So I just get woken up at like seven in the morning with Sophie furious, saying like I've been up three times during the night. And I'm like, oh, I thought you didn't. And then I realized that I'm just fucking deaf out me ear. So I've been trying to rectify that as well. People always say, oh, don't do cotton buds. Don't do cotton buds because because it just pushes the wax into you. Right, okay, so, I'll, I've, but I, so I'm trying to, put the cotton bud in and just kind of delicately do it. But it's always, it's, it's these dicks who say you want to put oil in, right? If, if you're one of these people who fucking tells you to put oil in your ear, from the bottom of my heart, fuck off, right? I've, I put the oil in and it didn't out, okay? Now I've just got to block the ear plus olive oil. And it, it's infuriating. I have to keep like putting my finger in and shaking my ear like I'm scratching the cat, do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's very, very annoying. So yeah, it's the same. I usually think it's the, the kind of people who say, oh, you want to put olive oil in. The same kind of people who would go, 
do you know if like when you're at school or something or, or if you're in the office and somebody's got like a horrible sandwich you go oh it smells like shit that or you go oh it tastes like shit that there's always one person in the office who thinks it's funny it's relevant to think they're enough of a character to go well how do you know what that tastes like yeah yeah does that, does that mean you eat it do you uh, you just admit it that you eat shit well you must you must if you know what no, well, what you're usually saying there is it tastes how I would imagine it to taste. But no, for for some fucking idiots, you've got to really spell it out to them. I started this by saying I was in a good mood. I am. This is me in a good mood. Oh, yeah, but something annoyed us at the gym. So when you go to fill up your water bottle, I don't know what you do. But see, your water bottle's empty. Now, you put your mouth on the top of the bottle. So I always give, I would say, a good two centimetres between the tap of the, the communal... And I can't emphasize that word enough, the communal water fountain and the the top of your bottle. I just see these fucking old men about to go and do a spin class. And it's as if they're trying to get the bottle and the thin tap to like have sex with each other. Like I've seen somebody like proper insert the bottle up into the tap. I was only on, and then the other water fountain's currently out of service. So I just, I did the whole thing with, with one bottle of water, like a fucking, it was barbaric. I don't, I don't even know how I live, honestly. But that's all by the by, you know, I've got a lot to do the day. It's amazing, isn't it, the transition, the transition of, of, of being a dad, being a parent. The, for the first six weeks or the first, you know, the first probably I'm being generous to myself there, Carl, the first couple of months of when I would drop Lily off at her grand's, I would just go back home and go back to bed till like 11 o'clock. And then you realise you get up and you've literally wasted half the day. Your time is so important. Your time is so precious now, so... So I didn't. I didn't go back to bed. I, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm getting things done. I've got oil in my ear, but that's not gonna. It's not gonna put us off. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. However you listen to us, welcome. And I say that because I believe we've got some new new listeners. So hello to all the new listeners. I. I'm looking at the stats, I'm looking at the old insights, and I can see a lot of people have, have started to tune in. And I can only assume it's because of what a certain someone has said about a certain fish. So I want to I want to tackle that. But, but yeah, it's weird saying hi to the new fans. I feel like a head teacher of a sixth form. And, you know, the people who've stayed from secondary school from year 7 through to year 11, and they're staying on for sixth form for year 12 and 13. And now we've got all the... The new, we've got all the college kids, we've got all the new lot from all the other schools, and now we're one big happy family, and hey, play nice everyone, I want you all to play nice. So the reason I might have new listeners is because uh, Chris Ramsey gave this podcast a bit of a shout out, so thank you very much for that, but he didn't do it without without controversy, let's see. <laughs> he, he talked about when we'll live together. I give it a listen, it's very funny, I was like... <laughs> I mean, most of it's true as well, all right? I want to debunk some things. I want to explain some things. I just want to give my side of the argument here. Ramsey made out as if the year we lived together, I was constantly cooking mackerel in that house, right? So just to tell you my side of the story, for for a brief period of time, I was I would go to, go to Asda and I would do one big shop. So this is when I was teaching. So I would go I would go to the Asda, right next to where Uptown Girl is, where I was uh, talking about in the previous episode, I believe. So I'd go there, and I would, I would get some mackerel. I didn't have a lot of ideas to make. You know, you've, you've just left home. You, you've moved away for the first time. You're a teacher. You're an adult. You're meant to be an adult. You're cooking for yourself. You know, what do, what do you make? What do you do? I think it was like, a, like a, a, I can make a stir fry. I can make a curry. I can do, I think I, I used to get pork. 
and I used to have pork and mash, and then so and, and the reason I have pork and mash, or that the reason I had pork and mash, is because uh, Ramsey got us off back row. So the accusation is Carl Hutchinson lived in a shared house, and he used to cook mackerel every single night while while it was winter time. <laughs> <laughs> and so you couldn't open all the all the windows and all the radiators had to be on full pelt because you had to dry all your clothes constantly and it was Manchester and it was raining and it was monkey and Carl's over there cooking mackerel in there <laughs> which is true yeah oh god he was a right tight arse you know to live with and, and, and I'm sure if you speak to him you'll say fucking you are a fucking idiot to live with and the biggest pain in the arse of your life <laughs> Oh, the amount of times he bollocked us, man. The um, <laughs> he showed us one time how to do the the fire alarm or the the burglar alarm in the house, and he he wrote instructions down. He he's like, right, this is how you set it at night. This is how you set it. So, you know, you set the alarm so that when you come to bed, the house alarm is activated, but you can still get up and go for a wee upstairs as long as you don't, you know, um. Go, if you go downstairs, this is a code to turn it off. He told us this one time when I was I was getting ready to watch some wrestling. So I just bought a, a new wrestling DVD. I can't remember what it would have been now, right? But, oh, that was another thing. I had a big box of old wrestling videos that I used as the only storage in the house. So that was the... So he had no storage under the stairs because I just brought all my old wrestling videos from home. <laughs> Thinking back, I fucking had his life. <laughs> oh, God. This is like when we're... 22, 23, so what's that, about 15 years ago now or something, Christ almighty. So one time, he told us how to set the alarm, I didn't take any of it in, I'm just, I've just done a full day's teaching, I'm waiting to go upstairs, eat me dinner, watch some wrestling. Anyway, we'll go to sleep that night, and I get up for it, and I'm, I'm in charge of setting the alarm, so I was the last to bed, so I set the alarm, and then I think I got up for a wee in the middle of the night, and... <laughs> <laughs> and then he just the whole house it was like an alarm I've never heard before it was like it scared the shit out of us I caught up on the landing just to go to the bathroom with the whole fucking house it was like three in the morning and he, he just went running down the stairs and turned the alarm off and I was like sorry mate and he was like I fucking told you I've written it out for you I've put it on the wall he's like what else can I do <laughs> I was just like sorry sorry mate <laughs> oh yeah so another time oh, i'm enjoying all this now crazy he, he told most of these stories at the at me wedding when he was best man <laughs> so another time so you you dry all the clothes on the radiator right i remember manchester went through a heat wave in like june july time and just i think i, I just wasn't thinking i don't know what it was i wasn't thinking um maybe there were barbecues maybe there were people smoking weed outside uh, which tend to happen a lot so and, and I'm not a big advocate of of drying your clothes outside I don't that anytime I go to dry my clothes outside I look out half an hour later and the wind's just fucking blowing the clothes holes so now I've got dirty wet clothes I know it's not environmentally friendly I, 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 thankfully I don't do it anymore Sophie's got us off that as well so you know I think the common problem is me the common variable is me now we've got a heated clothes horse fucking great and then Sophie had to buy a uh, what's it called a dehumidifier thing to make sure the house doesn't go manky and all that anyway what was I talking about oh yeah so one time he gets back and I'm sunbathing in the back garden right that's how hot it is sunbathing in Manchester in the back garden and oh I had to go on stage in Liverpool that night as well I remember I went on I was pink I was absolutely it was the uh, the laughter house comedy and I went on 
I was absolutely I was pink. Ramsey rings us up and he's getting back from somewhere and he goes, right, I'll, I'm getting off the train now at Oxford Road. I'll only be like another 10, 15 minutes here with the traffic. Do you want to like get a load of get a load of beers in should we get a load of beers in like order a pizza and we'll have like a bit of an afternoon i was like that sounds fantastic that like i'll even get a barbecue and he came back and he's had to he must have been walking or like you know he's at least hot and uncomfortable it's fucking bacon outside manchester heat wave it's like everybody's so uncomfortably hot and i get up from some bather to open the door <laughs> And the look on his face, because I've I've had all the radiators on drying me clothes, and he just went. <laughs> he went, have you have you got the heating on? And I was like, oh yeah, I like not much of a big deal. And he just went, why? He went, it's so hot. And I just was like, oh, and I just walked away. He was like, don't walk away from me. He's like, you're not in the right here, right? And then he, I think he um he was so he was so annoyed with us. He fucking called me, ma'am. He called me mum, so my mum could bollock us as well. Get them radiators off. <laughs> right, so the mackerel defence. What did I do? Well, first of all, it wasn't every night. You're not having fucking mackerel every night. Yes, it was every couple of nights for a specific period of time before he asked us to stop cooking mackerel in the house because he was going to gigs with his clothes stinking a mackerel. <laughs> he says other comedians aren't talking to us because I fucking stink a mackerel. <laughs> So no, it wasn't every night. It was if I went to Asda and I got to see a pack of uh, four mackerel fillets. <laughs> if I got a pack, of <laughs> if I got a pack of four mackerel fillets, I would usually have them back to back. You know, so I would have two mackerels with a bit of mash. <laughs> yes, I'd I'd put them in the oven. Yes, I'm guilty of the um, I'm guilty of the bacon tree. I was a right lazy shit. Very that's so unhygienic as well. I, I mean, for what it's worth, you don't have to believe us, but that's not who I am now. But yeah, I was a monkey old student. Like it was horrible. And I would I would just leave the 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 bacon tray in the oven and just be like, ah, well, I'm cooking mackerel tomorrow, so you know it's it's gonna you know it's gonna taste nicer in it. So that that was fine. So I'll I'll give you that one. I'll give you the oven tray. It was two nights. It wasn't it wasn't every fucking night. <laughs> And yeah, it went on, it went on for about six weeks, and then one time he went. It's when I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a, I think I'll have some mackerel tonight." And at this point, I'm getting sick of mackerel because I'm having it twice a week. I'm running out of ideas. Like I didn't really know how to cook. Then I didn't know how to make. I don't know, say a bolognese or a risotto or a lovely cottage pie, which we had last night, or even a pasta baking. I was very limited, you know, 22 years old. You're very limited. You get, I would get some pizzas in, get some burgers in. I would make the burgers myself at least, but then I would get oven chips. You know, it's very, very basic, very entry level of what meals to cook for yourself when you're 22 years old and you're living alone. And, you know, I I was thinking mackerel was quite extravagant. And he was like, oh, I, uh," he was like, Carl, do you think, uh, do you think you would mind just like, maybe not having it like all the time? And I was like, what's the matter? And he was like, call it stinking It stinks the whole house out. He says, all me clothes smell of mackerel. I'm going to I'm going to do shows stinking of mackerel. And I said, yeah, it's fine. I'm not even that bothered about mackerel. 
Oh, God, but the way he's told that story, I heard the story back, but he, he makes it sound like I Carl Hutchinson ate mackerel every single day <laughs> for six weeks nonstop and locked all the doors and windows. <laughs> it wasn't far off. Oh, man, Christ. Yeah, that was a mad year, that. Like, that was... Uh, I'm surprised we're still friends. I really am. I don't know how that... I don't know how that year together we weren't... Do you know he got us off bats as well? That was in... <laughs> I forgot about this. He asked us to stop having baths as well, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would, <laughs> I would come downstairs after a bath with a dressing gown that I've invariably, most likely stolen from a hotel that I've been staying in that weekend. Yeah, I remember Jonglers used to put in Leeds Radisson, and Radisson's a lo- it was a lovely hotel, and it was sometimes you would just get upgraded for the for the crack. And I would always take, like, a, a dressing gown. Uh, well, is that liable now? I don't know. I would, how, would, how would you get around that one? Maybe it's just don't mention the hotel and don't mention the city. Call well, that might that might work. But, you know, I'm invariably walking around with a hotel that um, I've acquired from a, a particular hotel. And he said there was nothing more infuriating than I'm trying to wash the dishes that you've left covered in fucking mackerel. And I can't get any hot water from the sink. And then I see the reason why all the hot water's been taken is because you had a fucking bath. Because <laughs> you would come down with a big stupid red face with a dressing gown that you haven't paid for. <laughs> Just so fucking pleased with yourself. And then stop making mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he didn't. He didn't tell that one, did he? He didn't say that he's he got us off baths as well. So to this day, I still don't have a bath now. I'll not. I just see it as a you know using a lot of hot water. He's, he's he drummed that into us so much. I think if I'm in a hotel and I've got time and I've and I'm, I've got the inclination, then I'll have a bath. But other than that, his work is done. I don't eat mackerel and I don't have baths. So that's the that that's my side of the story. The the mackerel defense. The defense rests. Yeah, really, I'm surprised that we're still friends, like, because I don't speak to any of my uni mates that I shared a house with. There was three of them. And that that's my fault as well. That really is my fault. It's because I wanted to get into Edinburgh University, but then I was doing uh, A-level maths, and I only got a B, and it crushed us because I was like, oh, God, that's me. That's me dreams over. You know, I, I want to go to Edinburgh and, uh, and, and, and just go uni there. I want to go uni somewhere else. But then because it was so slapdash, I ended up going to Newcastle on clearing. I mean, it turned out to be great because then I ended up getting into stand-up comedy. So let that be a lesson. If there's any youngins listening out there, you know, life is what happens when you make plans. It couldn't be more true, honestly. It's just, it seems like the biggest thing in the world when you don't get the results you want, when it's A-level or GCSE, but I promise you everything happens for a reason. And I know it's one of them trite things that people say, but it's true, so don't worry. So I met my mum and dad's for the first two years, and then the third year I'd met enough friends. Remember how I try to make friends and I'm, I'm getting the fucking... Going on, going to Metroland with that guy for the Freshers' Week and never to be seen or heard from again. By the third year, I'd made enough friends where we all lived together. But because I was the one who was living at home, any time all of my mates came back from Edinburgh, from Huddersfield, from Hull, from whatever university, the Liverpool was another one. Any time, oh, oh, well, Carl's got the free house now, hasn't he? Carl's got the free house, so they would all come, and I was a stoner as well, so they would all come. You know, would would smoke weed, would be up making all kinds of noise, and you know, kind of just outright forgetting, ignoring the fact that there's three other 
lads living there trying to have their time at uni and they weren't into drugs they weren't into weed they were they were drinkers right so it was two completely schools of thoughts of university and all that and all right just outright just didn't put my foot down to say to the lads like we can't just keep doing this so i just kind of let it happen so they would all come and be in my room and just the 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 house stunk of weed and so very very regrettable looking back on all of that so yeah so i I guess i didn't want to make that mistake again which is why when you know it was time to live with ramsey it was uh you know you wanted to cut out mackerel fine you want to cut out the baths fine you know i don't want to you don't want to keep losing friends because you, <laughs> you're so hard-headed, you know. There's another lad who, uh, we speak to each other now, but he didn't speak to us for like a year and a half. And it's after we went to Portugal together in year 10. Uh, he's called Daniel Grimm. <laughs> and uh, Ramsey still loves the story. He loves the fact, like, because me and Ramsey have been on tour for so long. We've spent like 10 years of our lives together, right, in the tour van. And he loves the story that there was a lad in year 10 who couldn't even spend a week with us in Portugal. <laughs> he says, why? Why did he not talk to you afterwards? He said, well, it, you know, it all come to a head at Quinny's house party and he just started, like, shouting at us, saying that, like, I'm, you know, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you, bloody... Uh, your suitcase at night, it's all shuffling against the wood floor, the wood tiles keeping us awake. He says, you, your flip-flops were dragging. Just any, any, anything about me personality. I, I essentially was, you know, John Candy to his Steve Martin in planes, trains, and automobiles. And, and I was so annoyed. You know, you're fine to be friends with somebody, you know, if you just go to the house for tea, but to spend a full concentrated week together, that was enough for this lad, Daniel Grimm. And he didn't want, to, he didn't want anything to do with us for the better part of two years. And then in six, well, you know, everyone makes up and all that, but he, he loves that one as well. Somebody couldn't even spend a week with us. <laughs> To the point where Ramsey saw Daniel Griffin a few years ago and they haven't seen each other for years. And the first thing Ramsey went to Griffin was like, so was Carl really that annoying in Portugal? And in fairness to Daniel Griffin, he didn't miss a beat. He just went, oh, mate, you've got no idea. It was fucking horrendous. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. But we're all going down. We're, we're, uh, me, Ramsey, and, and two of the other lads, we're going down to London. 
this weekend. So by the time you listen to this, uh, we've, we've already done it. We, me and Ramsey went down a couple of months ago, went to go and see UFC in London. That was an experience as well, like because I'm not really into the UFC. I don't, you know, I don't really follow it as religiously as, as Chris does. But man, it was fun. You know, we got the hospitality seats, we got the hospitality treatment. You know, there was all free drink, free food all night. It was great. Tom Aspinall was the the main event, so we were there with his brother as well. He's, um, I remember Tom Aspinall won at the end of the night, and I just hugged his brother. Me, you know, we've been speaking all night, so I remember hugging his brother and lifting him up like, "Yay, get in!" It was once you see what it means to everybody, it was fantastic, right? So we sat there, me, Chris, and and Tom Aspinall's brother, whose name I can't remember, so apologies. That's really bad part of that. Like, sorry, mate. Watching the fight, right? We're all having a great time, all the lads together, having a lovely time. And I looked down and it was like, Louis Theroux was there, Chris O'Dowd was there, and then right next to us was uh, Maya Jama as well. Is it Maya Jama? Yes. Come on, Carl. I nearly said Mama Jama. It's not Mama Jama. It's definitely not Mama. Maya Jama. Right, let's go with that. Okay. So she was there as well. Now, the significance of that was anytime you want, because there were like front row seats, anytime you want to get up, you have to go... You have to go and get like a member of staff and they escort you to go to the toilet because you have to go through the the aisle of the the UFC where the fighters come out, you have to go to and from there to go you know to and from your seats. So obviously you can't just get up willy-nilly. It was like don't get up during the entrances and exits and all that. So the, the, if you need a way, the only time to go is in between a fight. So you're crazy, you don't wanna you don't wanna not watch it. You know what I mean? That's the whole reason why you're there. But crazy well, you give us a free bar, then I'm going to need a wee before long. So this all goes down to one time, it was, it was during one of the fights, and I was, I was trying to hold the wee in, I was cutting, then it, it was going another round and all that. It was like it went the distance. So I was like, right, I'm just going to have to go, I'm just going to have to go for it. I couldn't find a member of staff. So I was just like, right, sorry lads, watch out, I'm just going for a wee. Everybody was like, oh, you're brave. I think Maya Jammer said to Ramsey, he was like, oh, Christ, your, your friend's brave, being able to do that by himself, because, you know, it's a bit of a tricky route. You know, you've got to, it all follows a one-way system and all that. And I'm, I'm steaming at this point. It's the end of the night. And Chris just went to my job. I just went, I'll tell you now, we are not seeing him for the rest of the night. <laughs> Meaning there's no way he's going to find his way back on his own, unaccompanied. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's all right. You know, I come out, I do a right, I do a left at Bruce Buffer, and then I'm there. Oh, no, that's, that's where I need to go, right? So I just kept going right, left at Bruce Buffer. So I go, I find the toilets, all right. And then getting back, I had... A may. I had an absolute may. I, I don't know what I did. I think it's because you're right at the front, so you're a bit self-conscious. So I had my head down. I didn't want to. Be, I didn't want my head to be blocking anybody else's view. So I've got my head down. I'm crouching, and I've just essentially. Ramsey said I essentially just done three laps around the <laughs> around the fucking the octagon. <laughs> I swear to God, Bruce Buffer was sick of the side of us by the end. He said, "Yeah, you just kept coming." Maya Jam was like, "Oh wow, I can't believe it. He actually made it back." Then I just walked straight past them and carried on walking <laughs> to the point where everyone, everyone in that road just had to stand up and start like two-hand waving like they were trying to land an aeroplane just to get fucking pissed Carl back before he <laughs> staggered into the octagon. <laughs> we're going back down to London this weekend. It's going to be great. It's, uh, it's me and the lads, me, Chris and the lads, Sean, Sean Ray and Jordan. So that's going to be fun. Really looking forward to that. We've be, we've started a little uh, WhatsApp group because we're so excited about it as well. I don't know why, but I decided to like start like a little, you know, because I think Sean Ray was like, ah, 24 sleeps, as if it was like an advent calendar. This was 24 days ago. 
And then I had the idea of just sending like a, in anticipation, in preparation for this weekend, just sending a horrible video each day in the WhatsApp group at like seven in the morning when I'm up with Lily. And I, I would like just a rank video. And I thought, ah, oh, we'll call it, call it a rank vent calendar. Call it a rank vent calendar. So some, I mean, to give you an example. So it started off quite modest, right? It quite a, started off quite almost innocent. There was like a little post. This wasn't even a video. It was like a post of somebody legitimately trying to sell half of a cottage pie on Facebook Marketplace. You know, things like that. Rank photos like that. Um, still available. There's no room in the fridge. It needs to be collected. All that, <laughs> all that horrible type of pattern, right? And then that developed into some guy making garlic prawns on a plane. You're just going to have to Google this because, you know, it, it's either TikTok or YouTube. But if you just type in enough... Man makes garlic prawns on a plane. Mind you, given with the macro, it would probably fit right in. But no, I don't know how we managed to do it. It was like a dom- it must be a domestic flight in the USA, and he comes in with like a like a battery pack almost to. So he goes into the toilet. He uses this little battery pack to heat the water up in the sink of the toilet, and then he pours these ready-made garlic prawns in and like mixes them about with his fingers, and then picks out the prawns and puts them back into the into the bag. And then he's got some powdered mash, which he also just mixes with his hand in the sink. And and then he, he eats the garlic prawns and mash with his fingers. I don't know if it's a wind-up or not, but that was... So that was a day for the rank friend calendar. It's the next one I'm just going to do. And then there's, there's other stuff. You've got to be creative, you know. There was... I don't know if you've seen the video of the guy who gets stuck in between the two doors. It's like him and his mates are just pissing about. And it seems like it's, imagine two adjoining doors of a hotel and the guy's just, to piss about, he's just standing in the middle of it. And then somebody closes the door so that he's he's stuck in between the two doors and then the handle falls off. And then you can just hear like, ah, oh God, oh God, which is like a bit of a, like a hoo horrible one. And then, you know, you got to up the ante. You know, you know how it's like Christmas Day, you get the big chocolate, right? Or Christmas Eve, big chocolate. I'm trying to build up to the big chocolate. So what else? And then I was gifted this one. This just came I was just scrolling on the video and I couldn't believe me look. So there's a Belgian YouTuber called Yanike. So I'm, that's Y-A, capital Y-A, and then capital N, and then Nike is in the Nike tick. So Yanike, and apparently this guy got arrested, quite rightly as well. He got arrested for throwing a big bucket of feces on a passenger on a metro. And... <laughs> I mean, this might be some people on the Metro listening to this right now. I'm sure you are looking at a guy that you would love to do that to right now. Honestly, I, do, I mean, the noise that he made. So he gets his throat on him and he just yell like, oh, oh! <laughs> oh, I tell you what, right? That's right up my street. That really is, you know, throwing a big bucket of shite on somebody. That's, that's stuff I can only fantasize about doing, you know. I would never do that, but... Man, it's fun. I'm not condoning. I'm, what I think, I think he's got the right idea. But from what I could tell, that the guy who got the big bucket of shite on him, he seemed completely innocent. It didn't look like he'd done anything to warrant the shite thrown on him. But I can think of ten people now I'd love to cover in a big bucket of shite. You know, that would be <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? You imagine being so like unhinged. You just see somebody throw a lot of shite on them. <laughs> I'd fucking love that. I really would. And conversely, I'm sure there's 10 people in this world who would love to throw a big bucket of shite at me. At least, at least 10. I can think of at least 10 without even counting. There's four people pop into my head now. I can see all of the faces and it makes us like shudder going like, oh God, I really regret that. 
But yeah, I'm sure, and I've never had a chance to tell them that. So, and I don't think I will now because it's dragging up stuff from the past. So, there's yeah, I could see. Yeah, there's at at least ten people who would want to throw a big bucket of shit at me as well. That's the thing. I think if you if there's not ten people out there, it's a, it's that old expression, isn't it? But let's do a new take on the old expression. If there's not ten people out there right now who wouldn't love to throw a big bucket of shit at you, you probably haven't had an interest in life, have you? So be thankful. Be thankful. There's ten people out there who hear you. So do I feel? Do I have to say I don't condone it? I mean, hopefully you can tell I don't, but. You know, if, if if there was a world with no consequences, I'd be all over that. I really would. I'd love it. <laughs> well, how do you know what shit tastes like? Well, that's how you're the big bucket of it. <laughs> Not making any wisecracks now, are you? Yeah. Shut up, man. <laughs> and then the, the ultimate one. I couldn't believe that this one was still even kicking about. So when I was 16, I was watching, you know, I would used to watch WWE Smackdown, or WWF Smackdown at the time, and it was on Sky One. I believe it was on 10 o'clock at night till 12, and then mom and dad have went to bed, and then 12 o'clock you're surfing around, and you're channel flicking, channel hopping, channel surfing, surfing the web, all that, bollock. And you go, I think it was Sky One, Britain's hardest pubs, or Britain's toughest pubs. And this has lived with me since I was 16 years old. I'm 36 now. So this has lived in my head rent-free for 20 years. There was a guy once, and I just remember it was this horrible pub, and he lived upstairs above the pub. He said, when I take girls back up to my room at the end of the night, I don't let them sit on my face unless they've got a smelly bum, which is revolting. That's stayed with us for 20 years. I've told people that story and then not be able to find the clip. And I was at the gym last week and I'm just in, I was doing weights and I was in between sets. And it was, it was like the idea came of like, oh, Carl, you've got to do the rank vent calendar. What are you going to do for tomorrow? Like, you know, you've just done garlic prawns. How are you going to top that, right? And I went, I wonder if I just, I was just sat there on this weights bench and I just looked through and I, it was, it's on YouTube. So if you go on YouTube, I, I believe it's part three, right? It's, it's Britain's toughest pubs or Britain's hardest pubs. It's part three. It's a guy called, his nickname is Scum. Now, that I, so so the clip's there. I couldn't believe it's there. And there was more information about it as well. So he, he, I think he was a, a paratrooper and he goes upstairs and he's, there's, I mean, there's, I believe he brags about having a mother-daughter threesome as, at one point as well. So that, that, that one, I forgot about that. And then it's there for all its glory. He says, uh, I, give, I give lasses asses a good sniff test. And I don't let them sit on my face unless they've got a smelly bum. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. For 20 years, I, I thought, have I have I imagined that? Is that an actual thing? Have I just, like, conflated multiple stories? But no, it was there in all its glory. I couldn't believe it. We've got a lot of emails as well. I want to read one for this. This is from, uh, this from, from Graham. He says, hi, Graham. He just say, hi, Graham. Fucking hell. He says, hi, Carl. Hello, Graham. Hi, Carl. I really enjoyed you going through the new show last week. It's very insightful to hear what stories do make the show and what stories get cut out. I'm wanting to start stand-up comedy myself. I don't suppose you've actually got a recording of the moment where you drop the material. Wow. Uh, keep up the good work and a uh, big fan of the podcast. Um, do I have a copy? Well, yeah. What, it's on my phone because I record all of me. all of me, what do you call it? It's all my new material uh, night. So let's see if we can find where... Where, where it is that we're talking about here. Right, so for those who don't know, 
don't know what I'm talking about. I told the story last week about how I, th- I had this new idea for one of my new shows and I'm trying out new material in concert. And I said, do you ever not have full phone signal? And the person next to you always seems to have full signal. And it just got absolutely fuck all. So I, f- I found the clip. So here's, here's the clip. He's thrown. It's like you're yeah, just on the train, and you've got it's like underground, and you've got no signal. And then the guy next to you is fucking internationally facetiming somebody. Ha 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 ha! Ah ha! He 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 he! You know, they piss themselves off. They got full signal all the time. It's one of those. Excuse me, what network are you on? Ha 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 ha! How's Australia? Yeah, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, they, this isn't going anywhere, is it? This. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing, honestly. You can just be so confident with something. Or you can be so... You just think, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And then when it doesn't, you know, Graham, if you want to get into it, just don't don't be... Don't don't be frightened to let go of something. You know, I think a lot of people work differently as well. So I know people who say, you know, that didn't work until the 10th time or that didn't work till the 20th time. Sometimes I just don't have the patience. I go, ah, you know what? It's shite. I've got enough good stuff. Fucking yesterday's news, you know, but uh, there's different ways of working it all out. But I hope you hope you enjoyed listening there how the sausage gets made. And I've got some exciting news as well. I've been banging on about the Patreon. Want to tell you all now? It's live. The Patreon is live. If you go to patreon.com slash Carl Hutchinson, you will be able to now purchase the 70-minute special of Carl Hutchinson, Watch Till the End, recorded November 2023 at the historic Tyne Theatre and Opera House, Newcastle Tyne and Weir. I want to tell you now, it's the best show I've ever done. This show that's available on Patreon, it's the best show I've done. I'm so proud of it. We filmed it in 4K cameras. I said to the guys at Motive, I went, I want you, this was the briefing, I want, I want, I want the the stage lit, I want fucking, I want multiple angles, 4K, I want the crowd mic'd up, I want, I want it to look and sound as good as anything on Netflix and Amazon, and after I've seen it, and we've edited it, and I've seen it again, and edited it, and we've been working on the edit for about a month, I can, I can pass it now, and it's up there, ready to download, ready to buy, if you've only ever listened to Carl Hutchinson, the podcast, you know, I, there's a whole other side of us, I'm a stand-up comedian, I've been doing comedy for years and years, Go to patreon.com slash Carl Hutchinson and check it out. And when you buy it, don't forget to join for free so you become a member so that when I eventually start going on the monthly subscription route with, you know, bonus episodes of the podcast, you'll be the first to know about it if you're already a member of the Patreon. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it. You have been absolutely great as always as I look at my dining room chair. 
I've, I think I've done more at home than I have in the hotel now. The whole reason I started this was because I was trying to kill hotel downtime, and now I'm not in the bloody hotels anyway. It doesn't matter. That's 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 for me to ponder. That's not for you to worry about. I need to go get some oil out my ear, and you go ring Ramsey, give him a load of shite about this mackerel. You guys have been great. <laughs> have a lovely week, and I'll see you again sometime. Goodbye.